Hi, everyone. I'm Sean Cheatham, the Chief Commercial Officer at Hayes, and welcome to How Did You Get That Job, a show that explores the secrets behind career success in the tech industry. At Hayes, we've looked at our data dashboard to identify the most popular roles that employers are hiring in 2024. In this episode, I'll speak with Hayes experts across the globe to find out more about these in-demand jobs. My guests will be discussing what people in these roles do on a day-to-day basis and the skills that are needed to be successful. If you're interested in finding a new role in tech in 2024, I highly recommend that you check out the Hayes job page. We've got tech openings across 30 countries and recruiters like the ones I'm meeting today. Looking forward to filling those vacancies. So without further ado, let's get started. The fifth most in-demand role for 2024 is data engineer. I'm joined by Joshua Tang, who is part of our recruitment business in Malaysia. Joshua has a background in computing and technology, and now he helps find people in the data space at all levels. Joshua, thanks for coming to the show. Pleasure is mine. Nice to meet you, Sean. Yeah. Why don't you start by telling our audience what a data engineer does? Sure. But I think before we get into that, I think it's very important for us to kind of understand how data flows through an organization. So usually what happens is that a company would collect the data and store it somewhere. Could be on local databases, on the cloud, like your AWS, Microsoft Azure, Google Cloud, or even your regular CSV files. From there, the second step would be to clean, transform the data to make it usable. And from there, the third step would be to explore the data and analyze to extract meaning from the data. And the fourth step, and most companies are going into this right now, would be to run predictive analytics on data sets. So for data engineers, they're typically involved in the first and second step on the collection, storing, um, cleaning, and transformation to make this data usable. Their main goal would be to make this data as accessible, trustworthy, and reliable as possible to anyone in the organization to basically use it. So I think that's um, what data engineers typically do. Yeah, no, that's very helpful. Yeah, and, and so tell me why why it's in such high demand right now. In 2024, you know, again, it's the fifth highest in-demand role. Tell me why. Yeah, so I think one of the reasons why data engineers are becoming increasingly in demand is because businesses are realizing that garbage in is garbage out. So they are really focusing on the fundamentals, really wanting to build that single source of truth so that the later past analytics, the science will be more useful. Yeah. Okay. And what skills do you need to be successful as a data engineer? Typically for a data engineer, it's a very back-end role. So they need someone that's very comfortable working with a lot of data. Um, If you are really good in SQL or NoSQL or even graph databases, that'll be very important. Um, And your ability to process big data. So using tools like your Hadoop or Hive, is very important as well. So I think those are kind of like the top skills. Yeah. No, this is really good insight, uh, Joshua. I appreciate it. Thank you. So Java developer is number four on our list. 
To find out more, I'm joined by Jason Barr. Jason is based in Ireland, where he has an extensive background in helping people find roles in software engineering and development. Jason, welcome to the show. Sean, how are you? Well, yeah, good, doing great. Thank you. So, what, what sort of projects can a Java developer expect to work on? Um, it varies in terms of the, the projects that they're working on. So, but um, most of the projects that we're seeing right now would be based in the um, in, in all types of companies. So, it could be based in a financial company, could be based in a startup company. Um, so, but a lot of projects that we're seeing right now are in the cloud-based software. Um, so they're working with the likes of um, Java, Spring, and developing out um, cloud-based services. So they would be probably the most predominant projects that we're seeing um, currently, Sean. Sure. And, and why are employers hiring so many of them right now? Um, again, it goes back to the software that has been built in. Like So Java being an open source language, um, free to use technology, um, a lot of the systems that have been built, again, in the financial domain, um, it's a language that's been around for a long time. We're at, you know, version 21, 22, I believe, uh, 21 um, SE. So it's been used for a long time and it's it's very reliable software and other new technologies and frameworks that are being built and cloud services. Um, it's very a very scalable software technology to use. Um, so it's it's being used in a lot of companies is basically the, the plain way of saying it. Um, and with that then comes demand and um, with the technology being used in so many different companies, there's a, there's a large demand then for those candidates um, on the market. And, and when you're talking to someone in the software development field, I mean, what, what type of advice would you give them to develop their skills in Java? The best advice I'd give would be to, you know, obviously look at the latest versions. So uh, from 1.6 on, we're obviously at 21 now. Um, so anything from 1.6 on is, is going to be a really good, you know, point of, of start. Um, and then looking at, you know, developing your cloud skills. So a lot of companies may still have an in-prem um, focus. Um, and it may be limited in terms of your growth um, and what you can work on. But most companies now have moved to AWS, Azure, or GCP. So for me, it'll be like, if you're a Java developer, what have you done in way of cloud? If you're still working on core Eclipse, core Java, um, you would, and you need to be moving towards that cloud space, um, you know, or, or your skills may be, you know, potentially obsolete in, in the years to come. But that would be the best advice is learn and um, more frameworks around uh, Spring Boot, developing uh, RESTful APIs, and also cloud. Yeah, Jason, really good stuff. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks, John. There are plenty of other development roles that are in demand among employers this year. To find out more, head to our blogs and check out the full top 10 list. And at number three on our list is data analyst. I'm joined again by Joshua Tang. Uh, Joshua, could you please explain, you know, what's the difference between a data analyst and a data engineer? So for a data engineer and a data analyst, the roles may be a little bit interchangeable depending on the size of organizations. Larger organizations, the role is a little bit more specific, but small organizations like your startups, the roles may overlap. But for a typical data analyst, you are responsible for cleaning the data uh, and also transforming, exploring the data and doing analysis. 
So basically, you're pulling, analyzing, interpreting all this data and presenting meaningful, actionable insights to solve business critical problems. You can be the best data analyst and create the most eye-catching reports and dashboards, but if it doesn't solve any business critical problems, then what's, what's the point, right? So I think it's very important for a data analyst to identify, deliver these meaningful insights and make uh, better informed decisions for the management. So a good analyst can even come up with a strategy, direction for where to take the company through the analysis. Yeah. And what type of skills does a data analyst need? For a data analyst, you need strong Excel, SQL, um, experiences using data visualization or business intelligence tools like a Tableau, Power BI, or Click. And the most important one, I think, would be to have really great communication skills because there is the need to connect with technical, non-technical stakeholders to understand this business-critical problems. Yeah, Joshua, this has been great. Thanks so much for joining the show. Appreciate your time. Thanks, John. The second most in-demand role among employers is project managers. I'm delighted to speak with Julia Bonvisuto, who's a project manager that works for Hayes in the tech business in Germany. She joins us today to share some of her experiences and insights into the role. Julia, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Sean. Yeah, excited to have you here. So, now you're a project manager, at Hayes. I mean, how, how did you get that job? Well, um, to be honest, uh, the position as project manager in tech and market opportunities kind of found me rather than me actively looking for it. So I started at Hayes in 2020 as a working student in recruiting and sales within the HR specialism. Here I supported colleagues in setting up an HR community, data pool whatsoever. Um, this was during my master's degree in psychology, so quite frankly, just in order to finance my studies. Um, my initial plan was to leave Hayes after successfully completing my master's degree to go and uh, pursue a career in clinical psychology, but obviously it turned out differently. So I really enjoyed working in sales, recruiting, and even started working full-time as an HR account manager for about a year and a half, I would say. But to be fair, after some time, I came to a point where I was open for a new challenge. And then I spoke to Sarah Kuhl. She's our German head of tech. And I knew her from my previous described role as a working student at Hayes. And she noticed me there probably in a quite positive way because after being straightforward to her and telling her that I've got no specific academic background in tech or IT, she honored my honesty and noticed my willingness to learn. So I was instantly in love, not only with the scope and setting of the PM role, because I'm convinced that tech industry is one of the, or maybe even the biggest industry to go, like tech is where you want to be, right? But besides, I also fell for Sarah as my mentor, as my leader. She's a big supporter of diversity and women in tech, and I could really identify myself with that sort of mindset. So 
Long story short, my people, communication skills, honesty, and overall interest in tech and project management position um, made me project manager at Heist. Yeah, it's an interesting path. So, so what does it take to be successful? I mean, what are the key skills to be a project manager? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a well-rounded skill set that not only combines effective communication, adaptability, quality and time management, as well as the willingness for continuous learning is a key for a successful career. Um, at least for me as a project manager here at Hayes and TAC. Um, and even though my position is highly related to TAC, we're still working in a people business, right? So much of our success or my success depends on meeting the needs and expectations of others. And to achieve that clear and concise communication as well as time management, it's really crucial. And believe me, sometimes you have to learn this the hard way and start over again um, but make sure that you are setting timelines that are not too close to your let's say personal deadline so that you have some more room if changes are need to be made and you will have to show adaptability so working in tech and PM in general means working in a very dynamic environment where requirements and objectives are evolving and changing constantly so be prepared for be prepared for that and embrace the change. And also before jumping into a new project, um, make sure to really define the mission and goals. Maybe start with the stakeholder analysis. That's what I like to do. Uh, get support from your project owner, sponsor, and of course, making sure that the final outcome meets high quality standards. And personally for me, our, my language skills have always been a huge bonus. Like I'm living in Germany, German is my mother tongue. I'm also Italian. I can speak Italian and English because I also uh, had the chance to work one year in England. So remember your attitude to learn and study and just be very open-minded and curious. Yeah, no, that's great advice. How about some advice for people who who want to be a PM? They want to get into that type of role. What what kind of advice would you give them? Mm. Mm. If someone is looking for a similar role, there are many options and different paths. Um, From my personal point of view, I can for sure say that it's always worth to go the extra mile. And that does not mean that you have to work overtime, but um, show real interest and build a solid technical understanding of IT and IT processes and project management itself. So this might be achieved through hands-on experience, additional training, self-directed learning. At Hayes, I was able to complete a project management course that was very beneficial for me. And regardless of your background and your prior career path, make sure that you are a lifelong learner with some resilience. Um, It's not always about having the highest qualifications within the tech field. I mean, do not get me wrong. Some tech-related certifications like Prince2 can definitely be beneficial or make it way easier to start as a project manager. But nevertheless, you can start a PM role without those and gain those qualifications on the job. I would start by having a look through job openings in technical project management and roles and the specific skills that are needed. And moreover, build a professional network within the IT and project management communities. 
You could attend events, join online forums, connect with experienced professionals and PMs to gain insights. And as a bonus, you will always have someone to call if you need support and Last but not least, make sure to be up to date when it comes to trends, I would say, and hot topics in the tech field like security, Internet of Things, automation, VR, and yeah, lots and lots of AI and uh, have fun at what you're doing. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. Julia, it's been fantastic to have you on the show. Thanks for all the great uh, information. Thank you too, Sean. I really enjoyed it. And so we arrive at the number one in-demand tech role today, and that's business analyst. To talk more about the role, I'm joined by Brianna Mann. Brianna has been hiring for tech roles at Hayes for five years now, and recently joined our UK business from New Zealand. Brianna, thanks for agreeing to do the show. Excited for our conversation today. Thanks for having me, Sean. Good to be here. Yeah. Give us a little bit of detail about what a business analyst does and, and how they fit into an organization. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So a business analyst, or a BA for short, um, is essentially someone that helps a business to understand their problems um, and then solve those problems. So they can do quite a lot of different things depending on what the business needs are and how big the organisation is. For example, some BAs may work with data, some with software. Um, They could also work with business processes or change and transformation. So there's really no one way to be Um, A BA, it just depends on the situation. But broadly speaking, um, a BA will work with a business to analyse problems, uh, identify opportunities for improvement, figure out what they need, and then work with other teams to create solutions to the problems. Um, They could do a lot of different things day to day to to get all of that um, process completed. Uh, Some of these things are gathering requirements, managing all sorts of different stakeholders, running workshops, drawing process maps, user research, the list goes on and on really. Um, But I think a good way to kind of summarise what a BA or a business analyst does is they're essentially a bridge between a business and technology teams. Yeah, it makes sense. And we expect continued demand in 2024, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean... uh, BAs and their skill sets have always been in demand, but at the moment um, that demand is higher than ever. And there's a few um, factors actually driving this. Uh, to highlight a few of those, I would say, firstly, economic influence always plays a part in that, um, because in any challenging economic scenario such as today, organisations will look to find long-term cost savings and increase efficiency by improving um, or streamlining their business processes. Um, Another uh, factor playing into this um, is due to the fact that there's been quite a rapid rise in digital transformations over the last several years, which naturally leads to adoption of new technologies and processes. And if we put that into the context of um, the pandemic, many organisations had to spin up projects at a huge pace, whether it be for the actual COVID response or getting um, their people set up to work remotely um, and then from that having to change um, and transform the way that they operate, um, leading to, obviously, the need for BAs to figure all out, um, all of those problems out and what needs to be done. 
Um, another huge trend that we're seeing at the moment, especially, um, is the move towards customer centricity, because a lot of um, organisations already have moved towards that or, or are continuing to do so. Um, Basically, what that means is that putting the customer at the heart of everything that they do and making decisions based on those customer needs rather than being driven by um, company revenue. I think what all of those things have in common is that um, they bring about the need for change, um, often leading to increased investment into technology. Um, and in order for successful change to be made within a business, adopt new technologies, anything of the sort, you do need a good BA to make sure you fully capture uh, the requirements of the organisation so that you can actually implement the right solution in a, a really effective and meaningful way. Sure. And, and what type of skills does a BA need to be successful? There's, there is, that's a good question. There's actually quite a lot of um, skills um, that a BA needs to be successful, but I would say ultimately um, a BA works with people, so above all you need to have really, really good uh, interpersonal and communication skills. Um, as a BA you need to adapt and tailor your communication style to fit the wide range of um, stakeholders and teams that you work with. They could be technical or non-technical. Um, you need to be able to articulate yourself really well. Um, as I kind of touched on before, stakeholder management um, is a large part of the role, so you've, you need strong skills there. You need to be able to build um, relationships to make sure you can fully understand um, their needs and wants. Um, you also need to be able to influence, so you can get buy-in from your stakeholders, influence change in processes and behaviours within an organisation. Um, another one would be problem-solving and critical thinking, is you have to be able to get to the root of the problem and then use um, data um, to make decisions um, and work towards that solution. Another uh, key skill would be um, being able to be detail-oriented, um, looking at those small data sets and, and really analysing that, but at the same time being able to take a step back and look at the bigger picture um, so that you can get a full understanding of everything that's going on. Um, if I'm looking at today um, and kind of what I'm seeing from our clients at the moment, they are saying that soft skills really are at the forefront of what they're looking for and when they're hiring business analysts because it is, it is a really people-focused role. But that being said, technology skills are important too and um, some roles require more specialist technology um, skill sets than others. But in general, it is important that a BA has a good understanding of technology so that they can improve um, business operations um, and uh, implement those um, those fantastic ideas. Yeah. Brandon, this has been great. Thanks for being on the show with us. Thank you so much, Sean. That's all from us here. Big thank you to all our guests today and, of course, you, our audience. I hope you found this useful and some of our insights shared by our experts to help you in your career in 2024. Keep an eye out for our next episode of How Did You Get That Job? We'll be meeting experts from the world of tech to share their secrets behind career success. Until then, have a great day.